everyone. Welcome to Backstory Sessions. I'm your host, Matt. We hope you enjoy this episode. episode of Backstory Sessions. I'm joined today by my co-host, Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, Kat. Hey, everyone. How are you? Well, it's Memorial Day weekend. That it is, yes. Happy Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> yes, you know, I feel like people struggle with what to say um, because, you know, it's like... Uh, a very solemn uh, holiday but yet you know the weekend is typically like activities like barbecues and you know more upbeat things so mm-hmm. so i think the happy you know memorial day weekend is like appropriate it's like the uh, uh unofficial beginning of summer yeah um it's raining here, so uh, not really off to a good start on that. Huh. It's really nice here. It's like uh, 75 and sunny. Or sunny yeah. and 75, as the song goes. Well, you know, it's because you're there, I always say. Mm. But um, I don't. that's not scientific, of course. Right. I don't want to, like, you know, y- yeah. pretend we're giving out uh, <laughs> science advice right you know meteorology as it may be um but with memorial day i think this episode we have is um it it ties in very well i think because you know when you think about memorial day and all the you know all the people that fought and you know ended up dying for the country mm-hmm. that's a huge sacrifice ultimate sacrifice and you know this it, it's that impact like uh, I know in Barberville Kentucky um, driving by there yesterday like they have all these American flags hung on the you know the street lamps mm-hmm. and um, then they have like uh, photo flags of different um, soldiers who were in wars and, and you know died um, mm-hmm. in combat but just seeing like their names and faces even though they're no one I knew or you know they're not my relatives but it just like makes a connection in some way just I don't know. It's kind of weird, but um, it, it it just like it just touches me to see that. And this movie that we're gonna talk to the writer and director of, you know, it, it's um kind of a similar experience in that. Uh, and I think a lot of people can relate to this, like a grandparent. Um, you know, a lot of them. A lot, like, I don't have any grandparents left, um, mm-hmm. and, and actually I only had, 
Um, you know, I had a very short time with only one grandfather. Uh, what about what about you? Like, did you grow up with your all your grandparents or? Um, no, my grandmother. She was around for a little while, and then she moved to Florida, and I uh, didn't see her for many years. And then when my mom passed, I actually did get to spend a couple of days with her, but uh, that was really the only time. Um, yeah, I believe she's passed away now as well. Yeah, so um, I remember when I was teaching, like, I would always have this... Um, assignment um about the sad they would write an essay about the you know the saddest day of their life mm-hmm. and um i was really surprised when i first started that so many of them wrote about the death of a grandparent as being the saddest event um and that's what that's kind of what this movie is about is it not it is and uh you know so i kept thinking back to that because you know this is uh, this is a young girl uh but she just you know she's so close like her grandfather is her world like the closest Mm -hmm. uh even though she has parents and you know they're involved um it's it's the grandparent that she really just relates to and spends all this time with and um you know when i was teaching it was the same way only you might see like i mean these are high school kids so to see like you know the guys uh, crying over uh, the death of a grandparent it, it just i think shows you the impact um that people can have and and grandparents in this movie and the soldiers you know all of that i just think like the bigger message is that we all leave some kind of impact that we don't even you know we don't even know like people that don't know us you know 50 100 years from now uh if they see something we've written um you know, they're going to have some, like, connection to us. They're going to feel like, at least for a moment, that, you know, that they knew us in some way. So I think in our own writing, how does that, like, make you feel to look at it from that perspective? Like our book uh, or our plays. Um, yeah, that's kind of interesting. Um, I haven't really thought about it, to be honest with you. I mean, I just write for the, you know the fun of it and I don't really think about like how it would be perceived 50 years from now yeah but isn't it kind of cool to think that you know at least for a brief moment when someone uh, reads it that they will feel like they knew something of you yeah it's kind of neat I mean yeah and uh I think from a writing perspective too this is her first um, movie that she has actually um, directed and written. And and this is based on a book. Um, so, so the idea wasn't completely hers. Um, oh, so she adapted the book to the movie. She did. She did. And, um, you know, so to be in charge of, like, the whole project 
is really exciting, I think, uh, but also a whole lot of responsibility. Sure, I can imagine a lot of headaches. So to start out with that being your, you know, mm-hmm. your first project like that is, you know, she's got some, you know, like. Yeah, I think she's. I think she had done some other stuff before this, but this is her first full-length movie. Yeah, and um, you know, it, I, I think it's just. It, it really is a very beautiful um, piece of, you know, of artistic. Um, I like it because, it, you know, it's sad, the the subject matter, but also, like she she implements some humor throughout mm-hmm. so there's there's funny moments that break up the um you know the, the sadness that you might be feeling over the loss um but i think you can really rate uh, relate to a new and that's the name of the the movie so um you know i can't wait to just Ask her about some of the things, you know, that um, that inspired the choices that, that I saw when I watched the movie. All right. Well, let's talk to, uh, what is her name? Sudeshan now? Yes, Sen. I'm sorry? Yes, um, Sudeshna Sen. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we'll uh, talk to Sudeshna and uh, see what the movie is about and what inspired her to uh, adapt the book. Yeah, and you know, I think we should really ask her that question about, you know, 50 years from now, 100 years from now. Like, you know, I think we should put that on the question list to, like, ask our guests from time to time. Sure. Sounds good. All right. All right, here we go. Sudeshna, I want to welcome you today to Backstory Sessions. We're really excited to have you as our guest and um, talk about your latest film. Thank you so much. It's a great pleasure to be here. And uh, yeah, um, I wrote and directed and produced Anu, which is about to premiere at the Seattle International Film Festival on Sunday, May 14th. And I'm tremendously excited because um, this is a story that I've been working on for five years. And, you know, it's, it's finally coming to fruition and it's just amazing. And it's a story of uh, a 12-year-old uh, South Asian American girl who grows, who's growing up in Seattle, and her closest friend, confidant, is her grandfather. And she witnesses his death, and it's very traumatic. And then, you know, circumstances convince her. Like she sees his, well, she sees visions of him, and and she's convinced that he is, uh, he's still around, that she can bring him back to life. And and so that's what she sets about to do. And that's the that's the whole story. Like everything I just said is the first minute and a half or so. And then the rest of the film is her trying to bring him back and, and going, getting up to all kinds of mischief and going through all sorts of uh, experiences and shenanigans. And, and, um, and yeah, the, the, that's the plot. But of course, the, the film is about taking uh, a very a deeper look at um, the pain that, uh, that children uh, go through their trauma and um, and not to trivialize it, you know, not to look down on that audience, but to actually look at it as, because uh, I think children are very complex beings. And, um, and I think that 
we should take their their process the way they process grief the things that they talk about and more importantly that the things that they don't talk about to to pay attention to those things and um and explore that so that's that's anu's journey in this whole film yeah i i found it interesting what's so first it, it's an adaptation of a novel is that correct yep yes yes and yeah. um so what was it about the novel that made you think this would play out well in film <laughs> that's i love the book so it's based on the book the book is called looking for bapu written by anjali banerjee who is also a local indian american author she lives uh, up in the somewhere in the olympic peninsula and um and i love so i read the book and i read it in one sitting i couldn't put it down and i thought it was just so wonderful because it touched upon a, an experience that is so universal you know losing a loved one missing a loved one is a universal experience and it's universally painful and everyone can relate to it but specifically from the immigrant experience because you know i'm an immigrant and and specifically from that perspective i found that we don't often look at that part of the indian american experience the south asian american experience and we don't often talk about it so that's primarily what drew me to the story but honestly it was just it just felt so real it just felt so heartfelt that this this kid i could i could hear the voices when i was reading the book and um that's what i found fascinating but of course um there is a big there are several big differences between the book and the screenplay so anjali wrote the book and i wrote the screenplay and um and we both you know we we read each other like she read the script and and we talked about it but um the the general ideas the big the big change of course is that in the book anu is a little boy and in the film anu is a little girl and um and i made this decision very intentionally cuz you know as a female director i think it's super important that we see more and more films that are centered around female characters and have that uh the the girl you know her perspective her take on things we are in her universe um to see more films like that you know i love that personally so that's what i wanted to tell and then um what else i mean there are a couple of minor come after that there are a couple of very small things that i that are there in the book but not in the movie just because you know i only get 90 minutes to tell the story so i wanted to focus on the highlights and uh, and couldn't include everything um but yeah that, that this whole thing was such a wonderful experience because i usually for my previous films i have uh, written the story myself so this was the first time that i adapted somebody else's work and it was just wonderful to collaborate because you know on the one hand the universe is already made for me the narrative universe but on the other hand it's also you know it you can you can shape it in different ways and and lean into different things so yeah it was it was a lot of fun <laughs> well i um so i read that you describe yourself as a filmmaker at uh, of the quiet moments yep so what do you see um you know as quiet moments Oh yeah I love yes I definitely that is definitely something I find fascinating the things that nobody else is noticing and um so in this story in this particular film I would say Anu's moments in the forest you know that so when we start the film the forest is this magical kingdom that she that's hers and her bapus and you know the birds are there the light is there the happiness everything it's beautiful 
And then the forest transforms into or transitions into something a little less magical. It's a moment of, it's where she goes to grieve. You know, it's where she goes to, to try and find Bapu again. And she's very angry that, that he's not responding, that he's, he's there. He's responding to her call, but things are not clicking the way they used to. And, and then, of course, she tries it again with, uh, with Auntie Asha. And, um, and ob- <laughs> there also, the magic doesn't quite happen the way she would have liked it to. So that is the moment where I find those are the places where, you know, you see the things that they don't talk about. They're all talking about birds, of course. They're talking about trying to find this particular owl that they're looking for, um, barred owls. But it's the things that, are, that she's not saying. You know, like, why is this not as wonderful as it used to be with Bapu? Because it's the exact same spot. And um, so that would be the place I would say is the quiet moment. You know, the other quiet place. And again, when I say quiet moments, to me, like, you know, you could be surrounded by people. It could be a very crowded room. But then there are these things that are happening in the corners, right? So, like, the dining table in Anu's house is where there's so many scenes where they have so many meals together and everybody's chattering and... And all that. But to me, the most important moment is the moment when it's just Anu and her mom, you know, and, and her mother is asking her, like, why are you doing all these crazy things that you're doing? And, and don't you understand? You know, like that, that honest conversation that they have where neither of them are actually, they don't, neither of them understand what the other person is, is talking about. You know, there's, there's deep disconnect and a ton of conflict, but half of the things that are that are creating all that is, is not said. Like they don't quite come out and say the things that they really want to say. So um, so those are the places where I feel like those are my, those are my favorite moments where you can see the actors. And, and I, I must say, I'm going to give out a shout out to, to Dia Modi who plays Anu and, and Tanvi who plays um, mom. And Dia especially, she just conveys so much with just a glance, you know, just one look at a person and her eyes just tell you everything or almost everything. And um, yeah, so I love these moments, you know? Well, I I thought it was uh, really interesting too when um, you talk about interludes of meaning and um, uh, that are unforgettable to those immersed in them, Mm -hmm. um, knowable to others. Um, So, you know, I, I think the movie, the film does a really good job um, with, um, you know, signifying that because, and, and that's really, I guess, true in that, you know, when you're going through the moment and those emotions, um, it's like you were saying about you could be, you know, in a quiet moment with all kinds of people around you mm-hmm. because, you know, if they're not experiencing it, then um, they really don't know so it's unknowable to others in that yep. way. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was, uh, you know, really impactful, and I found myself uh, relating so much to her character. Um, you know, more so with my dad dying um, oh. than my grandfather. But um, you know, I, I definitely could sense like that you know, wanting to connect again and worried that you're going to forget what they look like. And mm-hmm. it's just all of those things that the character brought out. So uh, I really, I really did think the actress did a great job with that. And the script was well written to, you Thank know, you. To, to make you connect. I agree. I mean, I adored how the, uh, 
Ross, she's a fantastic actress, and I can't wait to see more, more films from her, honestly, because she's just so naturally gifted at that. Because it's a difficult thing to do, to convey something without saying a word. You know, yes. just physical, like, just expression. And, um, and one of the things that I, when I was writing the scene, I remember thinking this is going to be either wonderful or horrible. Um, it's right after the wake when they have, you know, the, the memorial for Bapu. And then Dia is, uh, or Anu is talking to her friend Angur in her room. And, um, and, you know, that's exactly what she's talking about, that I'm afraid I'm going to forget. And she asks her friend, because, you know, these are the things that she doesn't, she should be talking to her parents about, but it's too early in the stage, right? And so she's, she doesn't know how to tell them this, that this is what I'm afraid of, that I'm going to forget what my Bapu looked like and, and sounded like. And then the uh, then her friend says, "Oh yeah, I used to see my grandma only once, and you know, I didn't, I don't really remember her." And and I feel like that in a nutshell, that is the film. That that is what is scaring the pants off her, and she is going to do everything she can to prevent that from happening. So, yeah, it's you know, it, these are things that on the first, on the one hand, I wanted to be very specifically South Asian, you know, because that's I I wanted to make sure that the cultural details are correct and that people you know everything like the song that's playing in the background and the the last name of the family all these these things match but on the other hand i also wanted to make write the story and tell the story because it is so common you don't have to be south asian right to experience these things and and the fact that you know that it spoke to you makes me so happy because that that to me is like you know i I guess i did a good job then because it's it's just so important for us as both as human beings but also as a collective you know as a society to have this language to have this framework something some kind of a structure or a scaffolding to to use when you're when we're going through all these painful phases in our lives because they're inevitable right We, we can escape them we all lose loved ones we always go through these phases and you know, when I was writing the script, my, my father passed away right right in the middle of that. And and so yeah. it was just like life imitating art. And it was it's difficult, no matter who you are and what age you're at, it's always difficult. So it's important to have um, some kind of a, a frame of reference. And so I wanted to, you know, have this film out there that it gives it, it it's important to remind ourselves, I think, to reassure ourselves like Anu does through the film that it's going to be OK, you know, that there is hope that there are people around who love us and that even though it feels like you're going to forget the loved one that you miss so terribly, you won't actually, you know, that, that there is this magic inside that she discovers that the magic that she's looking for outside, that she is constantly like going to such desperate measures to find the magician and get all these powers that she herself has that power, you know, and, and as do we all. And I think that it's important to remind ourselves of that. Was it somewhat cathartic, I guess, to, um, since you were writing about this topic, then your father's passing, did it, did it help you to deal with that um, by writing? Um, a little. So, you know, I mean, I had a little. It did help, but it was also difficult because... I, I tried to, to take all that emotion and just sort of process it through writing, but um, then there were moments when I was absolutely useless. I couldn't do anything. I would just sit and cry. And, and you know, the, the thing that I learned is that when that happens is to just let it 
let it go like not try to stop it or control it but that that's the those are the moments when i feel like well if i have to tell myself as an adult to like just let it happen then it's very important that we show it you know show people that it's okay to just feel sad it's okay to just cry your heart out and and let the world know that you're feeling sad so um catharsis yes definitely you know the whole and to me writing in a long in every way when i write it's like i'm i'm taking emotions and experiences that you know like that was deeply personal and just sharing it and people don't know that it happened to me that i'm writing from my own experience but that's what most writers do right they draw from things that happened to them and um and so it is always cathartic always uh but for this particular one in, in specifically yeah it was it helped that i had a script i was working on that i could take all this pain and you know pass some of it over um but obviously not all of it right so sure um so where was this filmed oh um all in seattle i mean specifically it's like the city seattle itself so we filmed um let's see the forest scenes were at lincoln park in west seattle and then we had a lot of our locations were in queen anne and fremont and ballard and then um we filmed filmed up in shoreline the um the, the magicians you know the the magical <laughs> his his theater was in shoreline and then we filmed on the ferry which was wonderful and exciting and so cold it was so cold <laughs> um then let's see where else did we go it was all in and around seattle um so was that part of the obstacles what were some of the obstacles of making the film um obstacles mm, you know not really the locations were were obviously you know there's always tricky because we had a lot of um a lot of outdoor sorry a lot of outdoor locations and that can be like this was like for instance lincoln park this was in the middle of summer so we filmed in july um mid mid july through uh, early august of july of 2021 and um summer camps were in peak season so there were like 100 odd kids who were like in lincoln park and having the time of their lives as they should because it's the middle of summer um but we were filming and we were on complete silence and so <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, that was a challenge and then um and also you know i like i don't like shutting things down when we're filming because we had all the permits obviously to film but you know we wanted to keep things open and let people walk around because it's the city and then we were again in the forest and this gentleman was walking his dog as we were filming a, a very serious and emotional scene and and the dog saw us and just came running over and, and so we had to cut the scene but you know we had started filming And so my editor was like, "You said we just put the dog in. He looks so happy." <laughs> <laughs> we have to change the storyline a little bit to add a dog in the middle of the film, but you know. <laughs> so those were those were fun and 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 I laugh about it, but yeah, in the middle of the day it can disrupt the schedule. Um you know, obstacles-wise, we didn't really have any obstacles in terms of locations or any of that sort. I would say the the, the hardest thing to do was so we filmed in the middle of the pandemic. And um this yeah. was was a moment when there was when the state of washington was actually doing somewhat better than the rest of the country and so there was a brief window when as long as we followed all the strict very strict covid protocols that we were allowed to film and and so you know i wanted to make sure that we took advantage of that very very short window and uh, and made the film so we were very fortunate in this in that in that regard that we you know we managed to 
get everything filmed. It was a very tight schedule. We had 18 days to make this um, happen. So our whole entire shoot was 18 days. And, wow. um, and yeah, it was, it was super tight. And I'm, you know, looking back, I feel like, God, it's so scary to have such a tight schedule and to have kids and, and forests and animals and all kinds of things. But at the same time, you know, it was a great, the, my crew was just fantastic. And I know that people say that, but honestly, I, this is, this was the best crew any director or producer can ever ask for. Cause it was fun, but people were very good. They knew what they were doing and they did everything on time. So we managed to get all our, all our scenes in like they say, you know, make all your days. So we did all that and, um, and in 18 days. And I'm lucky because this was just, I think the Delta variant hit in September. Or something like that like that fall things just became again it became hairy so that i would say is probably the biggest and the only challenge that every film set it wasn't just washington you know wherever films were happening even everywhere else it was the the thing that we were struggling with because a it doubles your budget pretty much well not doubles but it's a significant expense you know covid sure uh, protocols like doing all of those things they are expensive and second it shortens the days so because we had you know we had our, our lead actors were kids so our days were already pretty short i think we couldn't go over like maybe eight or ten hours or something like that and then uh the covid protocols just sanitizing everything cleaning everything it just takes every i think we had to stop like every hour or so and go through the whole process so that takes time out and um and so, you know, having a tight schedule, having a very short, like, honestly, the actual shooting day would probably be closer to like six hours a day, which is really fun when it's summer and you want to like say, oh, you know, I'll be done at like, I'll be done with work at 7 p.m. and you can go and have fun. It's really fun. But it's it's pretty terrifying as a production because that means you have to be very, very good at planning things. So. Yeah, I would say that was probably the the only real, like, really scary challenge. So what did you find uh, now that the film is completed? Um, what did you love most about it? Like, oh, my God. Than you thought? I, can, I can only choose one. I, I can't. I'm sorry. I can't you choose can't one. Choose <laughs> I, it, it's, it, it was fascinating. Like, the whole thing was amazing. So, you know, different things stand out, right? The, for pre-production, the, to the day I finished the script that, you know, like it had all these people, you know, who, who involved, who, who were like, okay, this works, this doesn't work and all that. So when I had a locked script and um, that was a pretty important day for me because I was like, okay, I have a locked script. I can finally start, you know, looking for financing and that kind of stuff. But I would say the, the highlight, like the absolute amazing time was um, the day we locked the, the picture, you know, like my editor and I, my editor Eric Fritz, who's wonderful to work with. Um, Eric and I looked at each other and we're like, wow, we have a film. Like that's, it's done, like, you know, from start to finish, it's a complete film because there, it's still not the end, obviously. There is um, lots to do after that. But the, the, the story, you know, like building the, 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 the structure, the framework is done. Everything else that goes on top, you're just painting the walls. So, um, so those are those are moments that stand out. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I can't pick one. I'm sorry. I know it's a terrible answer, but like filming in Seattle with all the people. People in Seattle are wonderful. I had a great cast and crew, and we were like moving from place to place. I can remember we were filming the uh, in the in Lincoln Park, and we were filming the ambulance scene. You know, when Bapu dies, 
and and traffic started pulling over because they saw the ambulance and we had to, <laughs> had to tell, like send somebody out and tell them like hey you guys keep going it's just a film and um and so you know stuff like that was just wonderful and um and i'm sure the other other people have stories like this all the time but this is my first feature right and so this is the, everything was a first for me and it's just like i love this i can't believe i'm having so much fun <laughs> So you want to make films that um, people will have dialogue or conversations about. Um, do you do you feel like now that you've finished that, um, you know, when audiences watch this, that they're going to have conversations about grief and about dealing with things um, after they've watched the movie? Absolutely. Oh, that that's the dream. That's exactly what I would love. I want folks to call, you know, their loved ones and say, you know, I've been, yeah, just talk about things, talk about the pain, be open to, to sharing things that it's, that's Anu's journey, right? The realization that she is not, she's never going to be disconnected from her Babu. She's always, he's always going to be a part of her. And, uh, and on the plus side, she also starts, she, you know, her relationship with her parents, with her father and her mother, that goes through a big transformation because of this big trauma that happens in their lives and uh, and i find that they, you know, there's 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 the hope right that the relationships that are going to sustain her and all of those things are all now you know mended and they're doing better and they understand each other better that they not don't just understand it. i think they they love each other for who they are like mom and anu especially that you know that mom, mom like sees her sees her daughter in a in a different way and and you know loves her for who she is but also who she is becoming and these are the kind of things that i want people to to share freely with their own loved ones like you know i want if if anybody is having a hard time talking about something with people they care about then then hopefully this film will make that happen and and just yeah give that that encouragement that go for it you know it's going to be okay don't be afraid to share the parts that are vulnerable, the parts that are, you know, afraid, like, you know, the things that you feel nervous about telling people. Yeah, um, Matt, what do you, um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's a, it sounds like a really interesting film. And um, so what you said it was going to be in a film festival? Yes, uh, Anu is going to have its world premiere at Seattle International Film Festival. It's going to show May 14th, Sunday, May 14th at 4 p.m. at the Egyptian Theater. And again, uh, Monday, May 15th at 6 p.m. at Shoreline Community College. And then where, where, what are you going to do with it after that? I mean, is it going to be released to the general public or? Yes. Uh, so, yes, it has, uh, Anu has distribution. And so it will be globally distributed by Indie Rights, who's our distributor, and um, and they will release, um, uh, they will announce the release dates, hopefully soon. Um, so Anu will, I don't have exact dates yet when oh. it will be um, available, but it will be coming to, yeah, to oh. people, to everyone, hopefully this summer. Okay, you're looking forward, are you going to do the whole red carpet thing, or do you have any plans yes. for that sort of thing? Yes, yeah, we're gonna. We're very excited about that. So we're gonna do that and um, have lots of photos because you know, cast and crew. We've worked so hard that it's time to kind of you know glam it up a little. Sure. And, uh, yeah. That's cool. All right, Kat, we have time for one more question. 
All right. So um, what advice would you give to aspiring filmmakers? Um, stick with it. Just don't, don't ever, ever give up because um, there were so many moments both as the writer, as the director, as the producer, that it feel it felt like, oh, this is just too hard. But the only reason we can go and see the film today is because, you know, I, I just couldn't stand the idea of not finishing this. So I would say whoever, if you're writing a script or if you're trying to raise money to make a movie or if you have a movie and you're thinking, you know, where, where would I want to send this or show it, don't give up. Even if nothing is working, just stick with it. it good things will happen. That sounds like very good advice. So, um, you know, I hope that's helpful to someone out there that's struggling with their project. And this is a fascinating movie. I, I encourage everyone to watch it because really you will find a character that you relate to. You know, because they all approach the subject of grief in a different way. And, you know, I think one of them will match. Um, so I, I really, it's beautifully done. And I'm glad that you hung in there um, and made this come to life. And I thank, thank you, so you. Thank you for being our guest today and giving us a little more insight into the making of it. Thank you so much. It was great being here. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. Take care. Take, take care. Bye. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, or comments, you can send those to Kat at I write plays at Outlook.com, or you can write to me at BackstorySessions at gmail.com, or Matt at Level11Ventures.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.